Najee Harris doesn't look like he's Najee Harris either. I mean, um, yesterday he looked like the fat Eddie Lacy pretty much. <laughs> I think I think I could step out and outrun him right now. Like that's how slow he looked that's on the field. I he did. I mean, y'all could disagree or agree with me, really but did. like, no, you that was fucking spot on. With Mark Davis, Chris Kamihart, Luke Rule, and Nick the Doc Skirkowitz. Welcome to All About the Balls podcast. I'm Mark Davis in the sack house with Chris Kamihart, Luke Rule, and Nick the Doc Skirkowitz. Boys, we did our recap of week two yesterday, tonight. We are previewing week three, giving our thoughts on each game, giving our scores out there. But Chris, you know, now it's been a full day. Heading into week three, you are 2-0. How are you feeling? You know, feeling that 2-0 record actually after 24 hours. Are we talking about fantasy or for uh, Saints? For the for the Saints, sorry. Oh, okay, okay. I, I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, I wish our offense was clicking better. Our defense is doing outstanding. Our offensive line <laughs> is fucking – Trevor Penning on the left side is atrocious, but this is literally his third – yesterday was his third start, so I can't blame the kid. He's going against some big guys to start. Arden Key over came from Jacksonville and then fucking Burns. So, I mean, he had some big tests first two weeks, but they need to figure out giving uh, Derek Carr a little bit more time in the pocket. And I know you don't have your headphones on. you. they okay today? They're not broken yet, oh, are they? <laughs> <laughs> Luke, you know, you've had a couple days to, you know, reel in this 2-0 record. How are you feeling? You know, the Ravens coming in. Uh, pretty big game. Well, not big game, but. Good game at home against the Colts, but how are you feeling going in there 2-0? Yeah, I'm feel, feeling good. I mean, uh shows the Ravens have pretty good depth overall, playing without five starters last week, and we're going to be playing without six starters uh, coming off this next week, possibly. We just put a cornerback on IR, so he's he's out for at least four weeks. Jesus. So, 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 so our secondary, we got we got the backups playing secondary again, and uh, backup O-line, but... They, they proved our, our line and secondary could still hold it down against uh, the high-flying uh, Bengals offense. Uh, so they don't, they don't look high-flying this year for no. two games. So maybe they're low-flying no. right now at the moment. But they're aiming low. Our, our backup secondary against the probably top receiving core, they, I think they did uh, pretty well. And, Doc, how are you top. doing? You know, you coming into the week three, 0-2, maybe finally going to get off that schneid a little bit. But how, how are you feeling tonight? Yeah, it's not gonna happen. Uh, feeling good. It's not gonna happen. I, uh, you know, spoke with the chaplain this week, so so we're we're looking all right. I'm glad, man. And Chris, before we jump into the news and the headlines, um, fucking break this down for us. Why is Michael Thomas such a bitch? Why is he, you know, coming at Derek Brown, and then when Derek Brown wants to stand up like like a man, he wants to hide and run away. Hey, look, look. I don't know who started it, but I mean, if you're gonna get in a fight with a 300 pound man. And the and the injury concerns that Michael Thomas has, this man just needs to step on his foot, and Michael Thomas's <laughs> career is over. So I don't blame Michael Thomas for for talking shit and kind of walking away back to the locker room. It's all bark, I mean, no bite. I got to know it. All bark, yeah. no bite. Understand? I'm scared of the boys. Hey, he's he's showing out right now. Which hey, he, he's a little he's talking talking shit and walking away at the same time. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's coming People down. Coming he had a big catch. Right now, 
He had a big, yeah, he had yeah. a big catch in the game. Yeah, yeah he had a couple catches. Yeah, he had some catches last night. So, but boys, we have some news to discuss real quick. The Browns are saying that Jerome Ford is their number one running back, even though Cream Hunt did visit. So you guys kind of nailed that yesterday. Cream Hunt was the first guy that came into the building to visit the Browns. You know, some you know he's got some recent history with them, so he knows the playbook, knows the style. Is it going to be big if Cream Hunt comes in? If he does come in, should he be the starter over Jerome Ford? I mean, it probably depends on how healthy and uh, how game ready Kareem Hunt is. He's he may not even thought he's going to play again. So I don't, he he's had some offers, turned them all down, and I don't know exactly what he's looking for. But he's probably not going to be as game ready as uh, Ford is. So I think Kareem Hunt came come in, be like that number two running back for them if he wants to. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to see. Like, like you guys are all high on Drum Ford. They sell Pure Strong Junior as well. Doc, we also saw that the lines are getting hit on injuries right now. CJ Gardner Johnson is just a name, one name that's going to be out for the year. They have a line that's out for a few weeks. They have James Houston's out for a few weeks. You know, bad timing for the, I mean, it always hits somebody. And we expect the Detroit Lions to be good, but can the Lions kind of maybe sustain this and be balanced without these injuries and just kind of let Jared Goff and the offense ride? Uh, I mean, the offense is, is definitely going to ride. I think, uh, you know, the issue, the issue lies with the defense, regardless of the injuries and, and what they've got stacking up. I mean, we saw it last year. That was their biggest weak point was was uh, having to keep up with the offense from the other side every game, game after game. So, uh, you know, that was kind of what we were looking at coming into this year again. We've seen some weakness in the secondary, a shootout with Seattle. Um, close game, low-scoring game with uh, in the opener, but, you know, with the, with the Chiefs. But, you know, the defense is still the concern, and I don't think the injuries are really going to make it any worse. Um, than it was, but, you know, time will tell. And, Chris, one last headline. The New York Giants, Brian Dayball, the coach, is saying that Saquon Barkley's not ruled out yet, but reports were after Sunday he's going to be out for two to three weeks. Should the Giants consider sitting Saquon Barkley, especially on a short week on his Thursday night uh, game? Yeah, I mean, they're going to they're gonna sit him. I mean, it's just all mind games right now to the opposing team. I mean, they're going against San Fran, so – Hey, you got to win when you can win. So make yeah, them think that make them think Saquon's going to go out there and play, and then doesn't. Well, speaking of that game, boys, that is the first game. Uh, we're going to brief, brief that very shortly, but let's just do a rundown of last week. Luke once again, the winner of last week at eleven and five. So he's got two straight weeks of eleven and five. Uh, straight up, he's twenty two and twenty two and ten for the year. The last week, he actually did better against the spread. He was twelve and four. And for the year, he is 21 and 11 against the spread. I went 10 and 6, so now I am 19 and 13 for the year. I went 8, 7, and 1 against the spread, so I'm 15, 16, and 1 against the spread. Doc came and uh, tied with me 10 and 6, puts him on 18 and 14 for the year. The spread, he was 9, 6, and 1, also tied with me at 15, 16, and 1. Chris, another poor week, 8 and 8. And then <laughs> you are 17 and 15 for the season. Against the spread, 5, 10, and 1. You are now 11, <laughs> 20, and 1. So if you're listening to Chris pick the scores, do not listen to that. Go opposite. I want you to listen, yeah. but I want you to just reverse that. You're opposite. Yeah, do a 180. Listen that's, that's to Luke. Right, yeah. right now, Luke is the hot hand. You know, he's 22 and 10. So, Luke, that means you will start us off again. You know, you're going to be the first guy in here. You're going to give us yeah. – you're going to lead the way. Show us the way. Show us the light. All right. So let's start it off. We have – yeah, Thursday night football, is... the one and one New York Giants traveling to Santa Clara to face the undefeated. Yes, I said 2 0, which I don't know why I'm asking Luke because they're going to be 17 0 in his mind. 
but the nine and a half point favorite San, yeah. San Francisco he, 49ers. Who you got, Luke? And what is the score? Yeah, this is this is easy money right here. Uh, so I'm, it's gonna be San Fran. Uh, so what are you showing a 10 point spread, 10.5? Uh, sorry, not nine, nine and a half. I Christmas half was a little, little this morning, it flip flopped by like you know the evening time. So I'll say it when we go, but nine and a half point favorites. Um, yeah, I I don't see New York's offense being able to keep up with the San Francisco offense. So I'll definitely, I think I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna go 30. Two seventeen, like thirty-two Ooh. or thirty, like the number thirty-two, or you're saying thirty-two seven, thirty-two, like the number thirty-two. Okay, thirty. I like your pick. Yeah, I like your so, pick. Like 30, 30, oh. 30, so thirty, so thirty-two seventeen. Got it. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. I like that. Yeah, Luca, I, I agree with you, man. Like this Niners offense, high flying. They have the leading rusher through two weeks, Christian McCaffrey. He he is first place, just above Bijan Robinson out there. Had to throw Bijan in there just because number two in the league. But, yeah, I mean, Purdy hasn't looked amazing, but like we've already mentioned, we think he's a game manager anyways. But this defense is high-flying as well. I think they get back on track this week, have a better performance. I don't think they'd pull a shutout like the Cowboys did, but Nick Bosa and the boys will be eating out there. No Saquon or Saquon, doesn't matter. They're losing. I have it 31-20, to 20, covering the spread. Yeah, I've got them coming in uh... – especially without Saquon Barkley. Um, this team has just looked atrocious this year. Um, I'm taking, I'm taking Buffalo 31, uh, 17. I'm sorry. San um, San Francisco. Yeah. Sorry. I'm looking at the wrong stuff here. Uh, San Francisco 31, 17. So I like where your head's at Luke. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah, I mean, just, just follow, follow my picks and we'll, we'll, we'll push <laughs> our way in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's fucking San Fran's looking like they're already in mid season form. Brock Purdy's looking amazing out there. They're finally going on to a home game. They had two away games. Now they're finally at home, so they get some rest. Um, New York, they had a great second half against the Cardinals, but I still just wouldn't put a lot on to them. I'm having 49ers win 33-14 and covering. So, I mean, bad news that we're all covering, and I'm saying we're covering. So, I mean, if you're saying that Brock Purdy, by the way, is having a good year, then you might as well say Desmond is having a good year, Chris, and we, he's not. He's only got like seventy more yards than Desmond Ritter does. does they're two games. Well, I'm not saying I'm not saying Brock Purdy's out here fucking, fucking in line for MVP. I mean, I'm saying with Brock Purdy's midseason form. Have... Yeah, and I know I'd what you mean. I'm just saying. Like... I don't think Brock Purdy has any. Right, he's 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 having a fucking. He's in midseason form of being able to manage the team and win games. Yeah, easy easy money over there. Just got. Don't don't pass us off and just let everybody else do the work. Check down. And Chris, I hate to yeah, say that, I think your giant, I think your Giants playoff prediction here is not looking good to start the year. By the way, yeah, Only I don't two know weeks, what you're talking but... about on that. That episode is deleted. Pull, 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 pull the receipts up. Yeah, yeah I well, I have, we, have them, we have we have we have them. But moving on, moving on, we mentioned the Lions, but this is the game right here: the Atlanta Falcons, the two and zero undefeated Atlanta Falcons. We travel into the one and one Detroit Lions. The Lions are favored three and a half, Luke. We mentioned a lot of injuries right now with Detroit. Where's your head leaning? Yeah, I think I think I'll be leaning with the home team on this one. I'm going to go Detroit in Detroit by three, 17-14. Yeah, I, I I don't think um, I don't think the Falcons cover the spread. Honestly, I, I think the Lions win this game twenty four twenty. I'm not saying like I mean it's a pretty low it's a pretty good game. I think right there. I think that. The Falcons' run uh, game is going to keep the Lions off the 
the field. Like I keep saying every single week, uh, our defense actually surprisingly I looked at today, we're third in total yards. So our defense is actually playing pretty good, and uh, you know we're only at getting seventeen points a game, something like that. So it's not bad for us right now. I think our run game helps that too, keeps them off the field. But I do think that the Lions are going to come in there a little pissed off after that, you know, bad loss I thought to the Seattle Seahawks in overtime. So I'm going to go Lions 24-20 at home. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking the Lions here. It's going to be real nice. Uh, Got to be real nice saying, you know, the undefeated Atlanta Falcons. Unfortunately, will be for the last time this year. Um, I'm going to give the I'm going to give the Falcons some credit though. It's going to be a higher scoring game from both sides. Um, Lions really like I, like we talked about earlier, struggling on defense. I mean, they've given up 363 yards. Uh, I know we're early in the season, but 363 yards on defense so far this year uh, per game. So uh, definitely some huge struggles there. So I'm going Detroit. 27 to the Falcons, 24. I mean, I'm surprised none none of y'all mentioned it yet, but I mean, this is shaping up with uh, Montgomery out to be a battle of the rookie first-round running backs. I mean, you got Jameer Gibbs on one side, you got Bijan Robinson on the other side. I mean, they're gonna be they're gonna be fighting out there. So I mean, Ritter Ritter looked like he improved a little bit last week on the passing game. Still doesn't look too great. But I think Goff is going to be a better passer at home. I have them winning 27-20. Yeah, there's a good topic there, Chris. Battle of the running backs. I mean, I mean, we could take to say Bijan's been better. I mean, he's been used probably a lot more. I think Arthur Smith has put him in better spots than the um, head or the whoever the calls the plays out there in Detroit. I think it was Ben Johnson, if I'm not mistaken. But I think now, yeah, Gibbs is number one for the time being. So we'll see if they can get him being utilized as much. And he looked great uh, that Thursday against Kansas City. They just didn't play him a lot. Yeah, that was a big issue. I, I noticed that as well. Luke, I'm, Chris, what was your score? I'm sorry. Right. It was 27 to 20. So I have them covering. Yep, so Doc and Luke do, has the Falcons covering the spread. So, But they had the Lions winning. So, so far we're on the Lions and the Niners. Moving on to Luke's team, the Baltimore Ravens. They are hosting. They are 2-0. The Baltimore Ravens are hosting. The one and one Indianapolis Colts, Luke, the Ravens are favored by eight question marks with the Colts quarterback. Anthrickson is in the concussion protocol. If he's not playing, it'll be guarded Minshew. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously they're going to take the Ravens here. And you guys said it's what? 10 point? Eight point. Eight point. Eight point. Yeah. Eight, so eight. I got him. Yeah. I got him winning by 10. So uh, just not having, I don't think Anthony Richards is going to play. And if, Ravens are preparing for both. If Gardner Mitchell plays, it's going to be a fucking slaughter. So they're going to fucking slaughter the Colts offense. But and the Ravens defense is going to like put it on them. Uh, so I'm going to go 27-17 Ravens. I, I do agree that the Ravens will win, Luke, but I don't think they cover the spread. I think that the Colts have shown, you know, in these two <laughs> games that they can muster up some points. I get it. Mitchell um, came in. I gave him points. I gave him 17 Well, points. yeah, yeah. But I meant it's going to be close enough where they're going to be in the game. I think they were down 10 points to the, the Jaguars, who I think the Jaguars are a really good team. I get it. AR's playing. I do count on AR playing. I don't think he's going to sit out. I don't – I mean, we didn't even I mean, know he got out. hurt. It's not, it's, it's not up to him if he plays or not. <laughs> yeah, I think he'll out. pass – I think he'll pass the protocol, though. I mean, like I said, we didn't even know he had the concussion when he was getting up for his second touchdown. He literally walked off just fine, it looked like. So – I think he'll play. I, I'm I'm banking on that. That's why my my score twenty seven twenty. I think AR keeps it close with some of your backups in, but the experience of Lamar Jackson and the little bit of uh, you know uh, 
chemistry with Todd Munkin is going to come in handy here. But I have you guys winning by seven. Yeah, and we're at the bank. Yeah, at the bank, that's big. Yeah. At the bank. Yeah, I'm right there with Mark. I got uh, Baltimore 27 to 20 as well. I think uh, 312 passing yards against uh, Indianapolis so far this year on defense uh, per game is going to be tough. I think uh, Lamar is going to come out and be able to throw the ball. Looking for a big game on Zay Flowers. Excited uh, to see him show off this week. Um, but yeah, like you said, if AR does play, obviously it affects it. Um, I think AR keeps Indianapolis in the game. Um, we've seen what he can do. I think uh, if he is not playing, um, then I think Baltimore covers the spread and just absolutely wipes the floor with them. But I'm going to go with 27-20 for Baltimore. Yeah, the the biggest question here is, does AR play or does AR not play? I mean, that's that's game playing for two different complete quarterbacks. Gardner Minshew's more of a pocket passer where AR is going to run and dice way better than Justin Fields does. Um, but I think the Ravens are going to erase the run game for Indy and make them have to pass it. And Lamar looked great dicing up the Bengals secondary. He's been outstanding looking at that new offense. Uh, the Ravens winning 30-17. And I think we should give credit to Anthony Richardson too, boys. I know we hammered him this offseason saying he was not going to be good. We know we want to keep an eye on him. But I think through two weeks, I get it. It was a limited two two weeks because last week. But he's looked pretty impressive. I mean, he's looked pretty good. Yeah, he's looked he pretty knows. accurate too. His accuracy is his biggest problem in college. He, he's he's putting balls on target. So I don't know. I'd say he's right on right on par with uh, what he did in college. Thirty or forty seven. I mean, I don't know what that number is off the top of my head, but I wouldn't say it's anything. I mean, I know it's less than seventy seventy five percent, which is pretty good for a quarterback. Yeah, um, you're throwing forty times a game. You're throwing over forty times a game. You're going to have a lot of incompletions. Sixty three percent. Yeah. So, uh, oh yeah, I'm sorry, less than sixty six percent because it's thirty or forty five would have been sixty six. Yeah. So, yeah, the I mean, sixty three percent isn't terrible, but two hundred seventy nine yards, um, one passing touchdown, he's throwing a pick. I mean. He's he's showing the versatility that he had. What what drove his stock up in the combine? Um, but I don't. I'm not seeing it in the arm. So I'm still seeing the typical Florida play. Um, I got to see improvement there. I got to see. I got to see a better quarterback. Yeah, and, and the Ravens are going to hit him with some pretty exotic defenses, like as they usually do against rookies. So going to confuse him a little bit. And you saw Burrow's looking confused too. And, and how fortunate the Ravens that. got to play two of their first three games against rookie QBs at home too. Yeah. Good start mm. for the Ravens maybe, there. Maybe we're playing a rookie. Maybe we're not playing a rookie. <laughs> Let's be honest. Made... Gardner Minshew is pretty much playing like a rookie. Yeah, he had a good hey, year he, in Duval he, County one year. Yeah. He, he did. He did. In Duval. The but beard. Minshew, the, Minshew, the mustache. Yeah. He's looked better than Joe Burrow has this year, and he's only played one game. <laughs> so, but moving on, the Tennessee Titans, the one and one Tennessee Titans, got a win last week against the Los Angeles Chargers. We travel into the one and one. Cleveland Browns, who took a tough loss last night against the Cleveland Browns. I'm sorry, the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Browns are favored by three points. Remember, no Nick Chubb. Jerome Ford is the new number one running back for the time being. Yeah, I mean, uh, so this one, this one, I'm, I'm going to take the upset on this. I think Tennessee, we, we showed it, saw it last week. They can beat these high power teams. I mean, I, I was pretty low on Tennessee at the beginning of the season, but how, the, how they played uh, last week, and they competed pretty well against the Saints as well. So I'm going to pick Tennessee in a close one. Just that Cleveland offense, just it's not doing it for me. I mean, they have good defense, but uh, Watson can't get it figured out. Plus the run games, no Nick Chubb. So they take a big hit on that. So I got Tennessee uh, 
Yeah, Luke, I'm opposite. I, I, but I was flipping back and forth. I was like, damn, Tennessee. Yeah, I said that they're, right, they're, they're a well-coached yeah. team. Mike Vrabel is, one of, I think, one of the best coaches in the league. Not like as in like playoff wins and all that, but he's the lack of talent he's had as a coach. And he's gotten the AFC Championship. He's won playoff games. I respect him. I think that the defense for the Cleveland Browns is going to carry them. I think they're going to cause some turnovers possibly on their side of the 50, and that's going to give short field for Deshaun Watson and the, and the horrible offense they have. I mean – and I wouldn't say it's a horrible offense. I think it's a horrible QB. I think if you have a different QB in there, I think he can use, that QB can use these weapons. I don't think Cooper's bad. I don't think Peoples Jones is bad. I think Tillman's a decent rookie receiver. You have no Joe Cube. Yeah, you have no Nick Chubb. But like Doc says, this running line, this offensive line is built to run the ball. So I don't think Jerome Ford's going to go out there and be Nick Chubb. But give me 60% of Nick Chubb, and I think they can win this game <laughs> with the defense. It's going to cost turnovers. Give me the Cleveland Browns in an ugly game. 20 to 16. Yeah, I uh, I'm not I'm not too worried about no Nick Chubb. Um, it's definitely a huge loss for Cleveland, but you know we saw Ford come out. We saw a lot of flashes from Ford um, come out. Still, what did he put him 96 yards rushing in that game? Um, so I mean, still phenomenal performance by him. They're still averaging over 200 yards a game on the ground. Um, but the passing is atrocious. Deshaun Watson needs to figure this out. Um, I don't know if we're still on this whole, hey, came back from suspension, first full season, kind of getting back into the groove really now. I mean, it's it's time to to lace up and, and, and get the job done. I mean, this is absolutely terrible. He's got weapons in that in that team. Um, no reason why he's not putting putting passing yards through the air. Um, and this defense is is locked down. I mean this is this defense is gonna carry this team. So I'm taking Cleveland 24 22. I think, I think, like you said, Mark, I think the, the turnovers are worrisome, and I think it's going to give Tennessee short fields, uh, kind of opposite what you said, though, but I think it's going to give Tennessee short fields. Um, that's going to get them points on the board. That's why it's going to happen. But but you have Browns winning. Yeah, Browns winning 24-22. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, this game, this game was so hard to pick. I mean, it's hard when you have a team that looks like shit week one and then comes out and has a great game week two, and it's like, what Ryan Tannehill are we going to get? I mean, the Titans look like a completely different team with the overtime one against the Chargers. They finally got Derrick Henry involved. I mean, 25 carries. I know he only got 80 yards, but, I mean, that makes a difference out there. Tannehill looked better, passing 20 for 24, one touchdown, zero interceptions. So, big turnaround from his three interceptions from week one. But, I mean, Cleveland Browns, God, Watson. I mean, the play calling, Watson. I mean, like I was saying last night, it was like Watson either looks like he drops a dime on the receiver or he's throwing 30-plus yards away from the receiver. He there is no middle bad ground. ones yesterday. There's yeah, no middle ground. Fucking bad ones. There's no middle ground. And then is Will Ford going to be able to take over that number one spot? Like, that role that Nick Chubb has is huge. I know their uh, hunt is coming back, but will he come back for this game? Probably not. But... I think that's the route that Cleveland's going to go. Hunt already knows the offense. But I, I have the upset like Luke. I have Titans winning 23-20. Well, and I, you know, don't remember what we talked about in the offseason um, coming up to the season and everything and kind of what our stance is on running backs or, you know, what the general stance is on running backs and stuff. I mean, they've got an offensive line built for running the ball. So it's one of those plug and play. You just got to put somebody in there. I mean, Nick Chubb is definitely going to do a better job. There's no question about that. Um, but you put Ford or you put uh, who the hell is the other guy? I got him Pierre on my Strong. fantasy. I'm drawing. Yeah, Pierre Strong. You put him in there. And I mean, you're, you're going to get results. It's not going to be 
as good as what Nick Chubb can do is 10 carries for 200 yards like we've seen so many times or 15 carries for 200 yards like we've seen so many times breaking out in an 80-yard run. But um, I think the run game is going to do just fine producing this week. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on it for sure. I mean, shout out to you, Daddy Aaron. We were, I'm rooting for the Cleveland Browns. I don't know about the other two that chose Tennessee. Just remember who your friends are and who your enemies are as well. So mm. sounds like me and Doc are on your side. Mm, but yes, sir. M- moving on to the 0-2 Denver Broncos. They are a Jekyll and Hyde type of team. Boys start off hot, and then they disappear in the second half. They are six-and-a-half-point underdogs traveling to South Beach to face Tua Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, and the Miami Dolphins. Luke, lead us off here. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be the 0-3 uh, Denver Broncos after this game. I think Miami's just going to fucking they're, – they're too fast on offense. Two is going to throw up some short, short uh, deep passes out there. So Tyreek's going to come run back. Pick short it up and run deep for a passes? I, I love yeah. the short so, deep passes. Love it, dude. We'd love to see yeah. that. Those short so, deep ones. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to underthrow them quite a bit, but – uh, I think I think they're gonna run all over the fucking Denver defense and Russell Wilson. I don't know what the fuck he's doing out there. He's sometimes he has his flashes of his old self, and if he gets off script, like he just fucking looks lost. Dude, he's like, looked so, lost since fucking yeah. Seattle. So I have no no faith in the Denver offense, and Miami's defense has looked pretty pretty solid so far. Yeah, they've been in a couple couple uh, close games. Yeah, I mean, they're good uh, enough. Almost four hundred yards against. Well, that was one game. Not not yeah, against the Raiders, though. Yeah. No, it was but, much better than that one. So I got I got Miami twenty eight, Denver ten. Oh my god! Jeez. Well, yeah, I have a little bit more respect for the Broncos as scoring wise. I mean, I just because I Actually, I, give, the I give them seventeen. I give them seven, no, twenty eight seventeen. Five. Yeah, so I give them eleven point. I, I think that the Broncos breaking news defense, real quick. Breaking news real quick. Nick Chubb might need two surgeries for his injuries. That's tough. And That's I saw tough. a report, too. This is the same leg he injured, I think, in college as well. So, Oh, I saw – yeah, I saw that picture. Yeah. Oof. So um, – And we'll we – actually, I want to address that when we get done with it. Maybe like kind of like the last couple minutes we have of the show. Let's address that. Um, but I respect the Broncos a little bit more, Luke, with their defense. I do – Um, I get it. They had a bad game against Commanders. And sometimes bad defense have bad games. You saw the Niners are off really uh, slow against the Rams, the offense uh, Sunday. They picked it up opposite effect for the Broncos. I do think that the Broncos will start off a little decent against the the Dolphins. Also, I want to see which Dolphins defense we're going to get because they give a lot of points to the Chargers, and then they did really good against the Patriots. So which Dolphins defense are we going to see week three? That's the key. I have no problem with Tua and Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. I have it 27-20. I think Russ keeps it close in the first half, and then the offense for the, the Miami Dolphins – Mixed with the defense, will kick in the second half. So give me Dolphins yeah. by seven. Hopefully Waddle plays too. He's in concussion protocol right now too. Shit. So yeah, I got I got a whole lot less respect for uh, Denver than that. Um, I think uh, <laughs> with what Miami's given up on the ground, 160 yards a game. If if they can incorporate the run game right and open up opportunities for for Wilson, I think it can help to close the gap. But um, no, I mean Russell Wilson is is in this elite tier of quarterbacks uh similar with ryan Tannehill, um similar with deshaun watson i mean you just don't know who you're gonna get and i think that uh it, it's i mean it's been this way since he came over from seattle uh, you know we, we were hoping sean payton could figure him out and get him back on track but we haven't he's looked better this year i'll give him that he has looked better this year but we haven't really seen uh you know flash a uh, flash of the past from russell wilson but uh no i got a lot less uh respect i'm going uh, miami 35 to 20 
Yeah, I mean, Denver's coming out fucking desperate for a win. I mean, starting 0-2, especially against lesser opponents. I mean, Sean Payton's not too unfamiliar with that, though. I mean, he always has the Saints starting out slow. And, like, another question is, was it really Sean Payton over New Orleans or was it Drew Brees? Because, I mean, Sean Payton looks like he's having some trouble with Russell Wilson, but that defense looks – I mean, they're in position to win every game, and then they just – the defense just lets it go. I I have this as my lock of the week. I think you mentioned, Mark, the Miami's defense. I think Vic Fangio is doing great. I mean, first game against the Chargers, letting 233 rushing yards and then coming around with the Patriots and only allowing 88. I mean, that's not just a defense. Like, that's that's your coach changing shit up. Like, that's your coach doing – Yeah, that's your coach doing what they brought him in to do over in Miami. So I have full trust in Miami's defense, and I have a little bit wider of a spread. I have Dolphins winning 38-17. Ooh, all right. I'm not yeah. the worst. <laughs> I'm not the most disrespectful. Okay. And, and like I said, I just want to see the Dolphins defense. Like like we said, it's, it's two weeks. So like you mentioned with like teams starting off bad and then coming in really good. So I want to see the consistency. Maybe that 230, whatever you said, was an outlier at the end of the year. Maybe that's the one big game they gave up and – and it, it got fixed before Jalen Ramsey came back. So, like I said, they'll have Ramsey back later too. So, but I want to see the Dolphins' defense right now. I want to see it fixed. I think the Broncos will be a good, decent little test. But moving on to ah, God, this this game right here. I, I don't know how I feel about this one, guys. The what, are they zero and two? New England Patriots traveling to MetLife to face the one and one Zach Wilson New York Jets. The Patriots are favored by two and a half points. Honestly, a hard game to predict here, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I'm just I'm going based off of the Patriots we saw last week, and they they played a decent game against Miami. Like they were they were in the game for the most part. So I think uh, Belichick's going to scheme up some stuff for Zach Wilson. So I'm going to take Patriots by three, uh, 17-14 over the New York Jets. Yeah, I think it's going to be a little more scoring, but a lot of field goals, Luke. It's kind of similar to what you just had. I have it yeah. 23-20. I think the Patriots' defense is going to come out, confuse the living hell out of Zach Wilson. I mean, we know Bill Belichick can do it. I know Garrett Wilson is raving that, you know, the losing skid's unacceptable, even though it's really one game, so it's not really a skid. It's just one little mark on the, the record. But I think Belichick's going to take away Garrett Wilson. Dalvin Cook and Bruce Hall looked like trash last week. And I think add that to the pile, too. I think uh, Belichick will take him away. I think Mac Jones will do just a little better than Zach Wilson will against uh, the Jets defense. So give me the Patriots by three points. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think uh, Mac Jones has been a lot more fun to watch this year. It seems like he, he's passing the ball better. He's got, you know, uh, more solid weapons. Uh, everything's kind of coming together for him in New England. I know there was a lot of talks about them pushing him out of town and kind of handcuffing him and, and trying to make him look bad. But, uh, no, they seem, to, they seem to have come to some kind of an understanding in New England. So I'm excited for that. But I think Zach Wilson's going to come out and do Zach Wilson things. I'm taking um, – what did I have here? I'm taking uh, Patriots over the Jets 24-21. Okay. Um, I mean, look, Mac Jones and the offense, they haven't looked they haven't looked bad. They flashed at times, but I mean they've shot themselves in the foot many of times. And that's probably why they're 0-2. And then the Jets, I mean, they're gonna have to win games with the running game and the defense that they have. They have to get Cook and Hall involved more in the run game. Last week was fucking I mean, I know you're going against Dallas' defense. And they're the best defense right now in the league. But 
having your leading rusher be fucking Zach Wilson is a shame. I mean, Hall had when, four when carries. Got a when yeah. you got a, a, a running back core like that, there's no excuse for that. Yeah, Hall had four carries for nine yards, and Cook had four carries for seven yards. I mean, like, I don't know what Nathaniel Hackett out there was thinking. I mean, especially when you have Zach Wilson as your fucking quarterback. Zach Wilson, like, you, yeah, you need to you need to lean on that run game. Uh, heavy, Zach Wilson was gonna heavy. Him up. That's what he, yeah, that's game I mean, plan. Uh, that was not the game plan. <laughs> but I I do think I do think that this is going to come down to um, the Jets leaning more on that run game, getting Hall involved, the right workload, and I have them actually upsetting. I have the Jets winning twenty seventeen. Chris is the only one on the New York Jets this week. Interesting. Yeah, we'll see. I I mean, as bad as this game's going to be, I know odds are going to be all over just because it's Zach Wilson. And and I saw a thing from Mike Greenberg today. He said, screw it. The Jets should go after Kirk Cousins. Just get somebody fucking over there. Convince the Vikings to get rid of Kirk Cousins, who's going to be gone probably next year anyways. So, I mean, every Jets fan is desperate for QB right now. That's not named Zach Wilson. But, I mean, if the Jets think that A-Rod's coming back for playoffs or next year, why would you he's, go after Kirk Cousins? I don't think the Jets think he's coming back. I think Rodgers said it just to keep his name relevant. I love what Aaron Rodgers has been doing, but let's be honest. You're not coming back from a torn meniscus in fucking four months, five months. The only, the only thing that has me leaning towards that Rodgers will come back is that his whole life is football. He doesn't have wife. He doesn't have kids. Hmm. All he has That's is true. football. It's not like it's not like a Tom Brady situation where Tom Brady has a wife that divorced him because he chose the game over her and has kids. You know, it's not like these old quarterbacks that have families and like, hey, I need to spend time with the family. Like, this is his family. This is a Rod's life. This yep. and fucking smoking mushrooms and fucking staying in. I have no doubt he's coming back next year. I have no doubt that A-Rod's coming back next year. But, no, I think the Jets absolutely need to get out there and get after a quarterback. They need to find something better than Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson was a great idea when you had Aaron Rodgers healthy. But now that you're in the the thick of it, you're like, holy shit, we fucked up. Um, We need to have a better contingency plan. And going after – what does Cousins have left on his deal? Just Is this his last year? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty much last year. And fun fact, maybe the the New York – or the New York Jets should have drafted Mac Jones. Over uh, Zach Wilson during that draft. Pretty sure it was the same draft. That would have been interesting. Yeah, but um, moving on, if I would have told you that this game featured a 2-0 and team and a 1-1 team, you would not think the Buffalo Bills are the 1-1 team. But, yes, the Buffalo Bills, the 1-1 Buffalo Bills traveling to D.C. to face the Washington Commanders. The Buffalo Bills are six-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Yep, and I am going to give them – I think they're going to cover that with a uh, seven-point win. So I'm going to go 27-20 Buffalo in Landover, Maryland. Uh, I think the I think yeah I think what they showed last week is they they, they still got it. Like their their first week is slow week as it was for a lot of other teams. So I think the Bills still still got it. They got a good defense. Uh, offense still solid. Uh, maybe Diggs is going to calm down with how much attention he wants. Uh, Gabe Davis got a little bit of action last week too. So. And uh, baby and Cook, Cook know, killing it. Yeah, baby Cook had a good game. So I think he they continue on that tread. And I, I think Washington's got lucky; they've been able to pull off the two wins early. But I think this is where that streak ends. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Luke. That the Bills will score twenty-seven and win this game. I just don't think they cover the spread. I think the, the Commanders' defense, especially the defensive line, 
is one of the best defensive lines in football. I think they're going to cause a little bit of chaos out there. I think that they're going to keep the game close. I liked what Sam Howell did last week as well in the second half. I liked what Brian Robinson did in the second half as well. Now let's see what they do against the Buffalo Bills, who have a much, much better defense than the Denver Broncos, even though I respect their defense, but Buffalo's way better. But interested to see Sam Howell. I want to see the kid. If he keeps the game close and they lose, hey, that's a good sign for me um, and him moving forward with this team. But give me the Buffalo Bills, the more experienced Josh Allen, the more electric offense, Buffalo Bills 27-21. Yeah, and, you know, if Howell doesn't come out and play well, then, Chris, you know, we can we can reignite that that trade talk. But uh, we can talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, um, but Josh Allen last week looked real sharp, 31-37. It was Josh. It was prime Josh Allen that we're used to, 274 yards, three scores. I mean, everything that you love to see from Josh Allen, I think that, uh, like Luke said, I mean, week one I think was just slow across the board uh, for the NFL. So uh, I'm not going to hold week one against a whole lot of people except for maybe the Giants because that was just god-awful. Um, but I think Washington's defense doesn't contain um, – Buffalo as well. I think they they definitely hold them a little bit. I don't. I'm going Buffalo 29-21 or 29-20. Yeah, I mean, I I don't no, have 20, it close. I I don't have I don't have this game close, but I definitely think this will, could be one of the games where at the end of the day you're like, "Damn, did they really pull this off?" Like I think this could be a lot closer game than we're looking at. The Bills did look like they got their explosive offense back last week when they were at home. Week one, I mean, hey, that was rough. I mean, 9-11 in New York, Aaron Rodgers' first game for the Jets, and then he goes and snaps his shit. I mean, I know that's going to affect the Jets, but that could also affect the opposing team. I think it was rough. I don't think Sam Howell has enough in him to uh, keep up with this high-passing offense with uh, Josh Allen and Diggs and Gabe and all them players out there so i do have the bills winning 31 17 the disrespect of sam hell it continues hey i mean hey I look know. look I, I i i have him on my dynasty he's doing great do for me i think he's do you play him yeah i play him no, okay that was my only second quarterback now i got t <laughs> no. which i switched out how's on my bench now this week yeah so you moved so on yeah you don't even need him anymore <clears throat> Moving on no, though, the New the two and zero Chris. May I can say about your team too? The two and zero New Orleans Saints traveling to Lambeau Field to face the one and one Green Bay Packers. The Packers are favored by two points. Yeah, this one this was a tough one. Uh, so you saw like you don't know what Green Bay is going to get here either. Like Green Bay looked outstanding the first game, but was it just how bad Chicago was or how good Green Bay was? Then first half against the Falcons, Green Bay also came, started off hot and just couldn't finish the game against the Falcons. But now they're in Lambeau playing, and Saints are out in the out in the open conditions. No, no dome over them. So I think Green Bay is going to pull it off in a close one against the Saints. I'm going to go uh, 27-24 uh, Green Bay. Yeah, Luke, I agree with you. You, I don't know which way this game is going to go. It's, it's kind of reminds me of the Titans-Browns game. Yeah, I could easily flip, the, flip those scores the other way too. So it's it's a toss-up, but we're going to go not, Bay. Not saying it's going to be an ugly game like the Titans-Browns, but it's that kind of feel. Like I just don't know what to think here. I also don't know what to feel about the New Orleans Saints offense. I mean, they have so much talent around them, and I get it. They made some key plays at the end of both games against the 
Titans and against the Panthers. But let's be honest, the offense hasn't looked as sharp as we thought, at least I thought it was going to be. I get Alvin Kamara's not back yet. This is the last game of his suspension. But, and they do have running back problems as well. We just mentioned earlier in the show, Jamal Williams is out for a little bit. So what's going to happen with the run game? The Packers defense does look a little improved out there. I mean, they were doing decent. Like I said, Luke, against the first half of the Falcons game. They looked good against the Chicago Bears. But I just don't know what Saints team I'm getting here. I'm going to ride with the Saints because I said they were going to start up like 6-0, 7-0. But I'm going to go Saints 23-20, walk-off field goal at Lambeau Field for the rookie oh. kicker. <laughs> Boy, groupie. Yeah, I'm right up there with you. Um Saints, I think we, we've seen some inconsistencies, but I think this offense is too strong to fold to a team like the Packers. Um, I think Carr comes out, does just fine. Uh, need a lot of points from uh, Shahid this week. That would be fantastic. Um, but the defense is, is what's really been solid for New Orleans so far this year. Um, and I think the Packers, that, that late-game struggle with the Falcons last week, um, kind of exposed a little bit with them, but I'm going, I think it's going to be a low scoring game because we have seen the offense, like the scoring struggles. Um, the new Orleans saints have done a great job moving the ball, just not getting into the getting points on the board. So I'm going to go new Orleans 21, 19. Yeah, this was, this was a fucking a tough game right here. And I mean, as a saints fan, I want to go saints, but I mean, green Bay's finally at home after two road games, the saints, I mean, the defense looks phenomenal under Dennis Allen. Once again, the offense, I mean, the trouble's the O-line. I mean, Derek Carr is getting pressured every other drop back. And not only that, it it looks like Derek Carr's first read is always Michael Thomas and trying to force him the ball. And looking back at some of the highlights, like you have Alave or Shahid You got to get Shahid, dude. Yeah, you have them open down the field somewhere else, but he's trying to force Thomas the ball. So I think, and it's all about getting in sync with your wide receivers and the running back troubles. I mean, once fucking um, Williams went out, Taysom Hill came in and stepped up and was a phenomenal running back for us once again. Shout out to that fucking man that does it all out there. He's a beast. I think he, he might be, honestly. I think he is. I think he's, let me see. Yeah, I think it's. 12 carries for 79 yards. Impressive. Yeah. I mean, he he had a big 10-yard run at the end of the game to close it out. I mean, I don't know what Dennis Allen was thinking playing, letting them just drive down the field to get that last second touchdown. But, hey. And then Green Bay, like like y'all said, I mean, what, what Green Bay are we going to fucking get? Are we going to get what they did in uh, uh, Cleveland? Not Cleveland, fucking Chicago. No, and, I think you're, uh, I think you're or, closer to the 151 yards that he got against the Falcons. Yeah, uh, I mean, and then are the, is the health going to come back? Is Jones coming back? Is Watson coming back? Like, there's a lot of health concerns over there. I definitely, I know, Mark, you didn't agree, but I think the offense looked completely different without Aaron Jones back in the backfield when they went against the Falcons. I do have the Saints winning 24-21, and then I did say, I told Paige I'd give her a shout-out. Hey, she did her her picks this week all by herself. I didn't didn't help her. What? Yep. Yep. Let's go. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I have are it right get, here. Are we getting the fifth right co-host? Here. Are we getting the fifth co-host? Hey, we might. I mean, all our picks so far, actually, we lined up. Um, I didn't want to shout her out, but she did pick uh, Tennessee over Cleveland. I didn't want to shout her out for that so, one. That's the only one you have different so far. Damn. No, I have Tennessee. I've 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 Tennessee winning. Do, does she well. hate her? Does she hate her dad's team? Does she 
I thought she was going on in this house. No, no. Like I said last night, she loves she loves the she loves the Browns. She just hates Deshaun Watson. She hates Deshaun Watson. Uh, Yeah, but I think everybody in Cleveland hates Deshaun Watson. But back to it real quick. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she does have. uh, She went Green Bay on this one, which I don't blame her. I was I was leaning Green Bay because I could see this as a trap game for. I mean, I knew I know Green Bay's favored. Yeah, I know they're favored, but they. New Orleans should win this game. She's she's I, trying to start I, a fight I, with you, huh? I, I think the, them playing in Lambeau helps the favor out. Like if it was, if they're playing in New Orleans, I'm definitely picking Saints to win. I, I would have taken yeah. Green Bay if they were in Lambeau in the winter. If they weren't in typical Lambeau um, conditions, I would have taken Green Bay. But uh, yeah, Saints, Saints right are now. a fair weather team. Yeah. Hey, we went but, we went out and won in Tennessee. Outside yeah, in the yeah. out so inside so, in the nature. So cold in t- no, so but cold Lambeau Lam- Lambeau is just different in <laughs> yeah, in icy different. snowy conditions. That's Lambo is like the field of the north, like that in Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. But let's let's move on here, boys. We have the Houston Texans, the 0-2 Houston Texans. CJ Stroud, by the way, top five in passing yards for two weeks. <clears throat> Traveling to Duval County to face the one and one nine and a half point favorites. Jacksonville Jaguars come off an ugly loss to the Chiefs. Yeah. Uh this, this is gonna be the Jags. Jags are gonna win this one. Uh pretty pretty easily, I think. I mean, Houston's going to put up a little bit of a fight at the beginning of the game, probably keep it close up until halftime. Then I think the Jags finish them off at the end over in Duval County. So I'm going to go Jacksonville 28-20. Yep, so that means you have the – they don't cover the spread. But, Luke, I'm with you on the same score. I actually – I have 28-20 as well. I think that the Houston Texans will keep it a little close just because it's the division game. You know, maybe – I don't say it's a huge rivalry because the AFC South, I don't – believes a true rivalry uh, conference or division. But I think the Jacksonville Jaguars have a bounce back game on offense. I think Calvin Ridley, Evan Ingram. I know Christian Kirk had a huge game, but I expect Ridley to bounce back. I know Trevor Lawrence didn't look too too impressive, but give me the Jaguars 28-20. Also interested to see what CJ Stroud does back-to-back weeks against a con- or a division opponent. So I'm going to go on a limb here. I am going to go with my upset of the week. I am taking the Houston Texans 26-24. C.J. Stroud was so much fun to watch last week. Um, If he comes out playing that same way, um, sky's the limit for him. I think that Houston just needs to get the run game involved more and open up the field. Um, C.J. Stroud is making a lot of pass attempts to get the yards that he's getting, but um, looking very solid. Uh, 626 yards. The accuracy obviously is something that needs to come into check, but that's where running the ball and doing some more play action can help uh, make that easier for you. But um, I think the struggles with Jacksonville, um, with with Trevor Lawrence more specifically last week, um, and that inconsistency. I mean, he's got to come out swinging. He's got to come out ready to fire. And um, if he if he has a game like he did last week. Um, he, he's not winning this football game. I mean, this is Houston is showing that that's, you know, Stroud's coming into his own form pretty early so far. And again, we're two weeks in, you know, so we're obviously going off of just what we've seen so far. Um, but Stroud can run away with this and he can absolutely uh, make this an upset game. Listen, Doc, if Trevor Lawrence has a game like he did last week, you might see Trevor Lawrence on the trade block again. Uh, you, you might only get five, five bucks for him. Five bucks and hey. maybe a third, maybe a third round in 26. You might, hey. you might see him I'll on you, the trade block I'll again. Give you a second rounder. I need at least my first back. <laughs> I think, <laughs> no, the biggest thing for Jacksonville, I think, is is just the inconsistencies. I mean, Calvin Ridley went off, um, what was it, was it week one or last week? 
Week one, week one. Week one. Zay Jones went off week one. Zay Jones got goose egged uh, last week. I mean, the inconsistencies are, are really showing. And we saw kind of flash that last year, too. Like, Jacksonville could have been could have been so much better last year, and we saw some issues there. So, you know, Trevor Lawrence, great quarterback, but he's he's got to find that rhythm, and he's got to be able to hold stride. Yeah, I mean, I have to give a shout-out to Houston's coaching staff. I mean, they're letting C.J. Stroud. They know that they're not in competition for anything. They know they're not making the playoffs. So and they're they don't have a first-round pick this year. Yeah, so they're letting this young man fucking go out and just fucking ball and learn the NFL. You know, and he's going out there and fucking throwing it. He's like, fuck it. So, I mean, they're letting him learn, which big shout-out to Houston for letting them do that. I think Texans defense is terrible against the run, so I think I think Lawrence and Travis Etienne are going to have a fucking fantastic game. I we think CJ Stroud have a good game. <laughs> I I hope for Trevor Lawrence to have a good game. <laughs> I bench Sam Howell for him, and Sam Howell hasn't let me down. So, I mean, I Sam think CJ Stroud. Oh, I'd fucking dude. That ru- that rush defense ain't looked too bad. 118 yards against a game. I mean the. Pass, the pass defense has been good at 198, and that's another thing. Jacksonville's coming. I know that he faced uh, Patrick Mahomes last week, but 264 yards a game against in the in the pass defense. If C.J. Stroud comes out passing like he did last week, I mean, all he's got to do is dial in the accuracy and, and get those, you know, the, the higher completion percentage, and he can absolutely run away uh, offensively. Now the rest of the team just got to come together, but Nico Hollins, uh, or Nico Collins doing a hell of a job this year, um, 13 for 226 already in a score. You know, it, it was nice to see him battle back against an early an early takeoff by Indy last week and see uh, Houston battle back. Yeah, I think C.J. Stroud's going to keep this game interesting. I think Jags win 27-20, but I have a Houston plus the 9.5, or if it changed already. Before I had Jackson originally 26-21, but I, I'm, I'm changing it to the upset. I'm taking Houston, like I said, 26-24. I'm giving this my upset of the week. Two fun stats before we move on real quick. Damian Pierce last week, 38 rushing yards after contact, had 31 total rushing yards. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They they got to get the run game going. And also another crazy stat, speaking of the Ohio State quarterback, C.J. Stroud, he's played two career starts, got his first 300-yard game last week. Former Ohio State quarterback before him, Justin Fields, 27 career starts, no 300-yard games. Go CJ Stroud. Moving on, the next game. You don't have to bring the Los up, Angeles man. Chargers. You don't have to bring that shit up. Going off to the north to face the Minnesota Vikings is an even split, Luke. So there's no points here. I mean, it's winner take all. Who you got? Yep. So I think this is where the Chargers get their first win. Yeah, I get it. They're going up to uh, Minneapolis, but I think that this. I think this must win almost for like the Chargers at this point. Like they've been in two very, very close games, battling out. Like their charge, if their head coach wants to keep his job, he's got to win this game. So I think it's gonna be a shootout. Uh, I'm hoping for a shootout because I have Justin Herbert and Justin Jefferson. So I need need uh, the ball flying both ways. So I'm gonna give it Chargers 38, Minnesota 31. And I think both teams, Luke. Like you said, Mitchell Chargers, they both need to win. They're both 0-2. Yeah. Something's got to give. Someone's going to win their first game. Someone's going to go 0-3. Defenses we know if aren't win. that great. Uh, Vikings defense isn't horrible. They had four sacks last week. They're I know they're going to have a lot more than the Chargers defense. Vikings defense isn't that bad. They were bad spots last week because of the offense. But I'm opposite, Luke. I'm going Skull Nation. I'm going Vikings. I think that the Minnesota Vikings bounce back here 27-24 at uh, their home their home ballpark here. Go Kirk Cousins for the week. I'm going 27-24, Skull. 
Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, first of all, I want to. I want to go back. I want to make a change on a pick. I'm going to take the Detroit Lions over the Atlanta Falcons, 112 to three. Um, that that's what I think is is going to be the score there. But uh, no, I'm. Uh, I'm with you, Mark, on on Minnesota. I think uh, this passing offense at home is going to be too good. I think that they need to just drop Madison, put him on the bench, um, let the next two come in and, and kind of share the role and, and get in the carries because Madison just has not looked good so far this year on running the ball. But uh, that defense for the Chargers is the biggest concern for me, looking like Swiss cheese out there. Um, really, anybody can come out and, and get yards against his defense. So 356 pass yards a game against the Chargers is very scary to think about, but I think that playing at home – um, for Minnesota, I think that they're going to come together and, and they're going to do just fine pulling this one off. I'm going to take Minnesota. I think I got them 27 to 25. Yeah, I have this game being a fucking high-scoring game. I have it being just lights out on offense, which, hey, I hope for fantasy. I got JJ on Dynasty. I got Keenan Allen on um, redraft. So, I mean, big big game for those boys, hopefully. But Chargers like to blow close games late. And the Vikings like to pull out close games late. They do. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the team that likes to pull the games out. So I'm gonna take Vikings 38-34. We love a good pullout. Luke, you're the only one on the Chargers this week. Moving on to the yeah, 0-2. That's why, that's why I'm winning this week's. Yeah, I mean it's bounce back <laughs> for us, the three of us this week, but moving on, the Carolina Panthers, the 0-2 Panthers traveling to Seattle, 12th man, Ruckus Stadium, to face the five-and-a-half-point favorite Seattle Seahawks and a nice bounce-back win last week against the Detroit Lions. Luke, where are you going here? Uh, Yeah, so, I mean, this, I think it was pretty easy. I think we're all going to probably think the same way on this. Uh, Seattle at home. It's, it's definitely t- Carolina. Oh, well. Yep. Yeah, okay. Hey, you guys pick Carolina then. That's why they're losing uh, yeah, so I'm going to go Seattle. Seattle at home, pretty pretty clear win for them. I think it's going to be 28-20. Uh, Seattle, uh, Carolina's offense, like they, they haven't proved they can really get the ball moving consistently. I think Seattle's uh, good defense. I think the offense is going to keep rolling after that, that win last week. So I got Seattle going. going for the yeah, I have Seattle winning too, Luke, 30-21. to Not much to say here. I think that the offense will look decent. Panthers defense hasn't been that bad, honestly, through two games. Um, but I'm going to go Seattle 30-21. I think the offense gets going. Walker eats, DK eats, the whole offense eats there. And the defense will do pretty good against DK. the Panthers. I got them, like I said, 30-21. to Yeah, I'm taking uh, Seahawks as well. I'll give the score out here right away. Uh, 24-17, I think Seattle covers. Um, I don't think this is going to be even close for him. The only concern that I have is um, Seattle needs to get the run game involved, needs to do a better job moving the ball on the ground. Um, the pass defense for Carolina has been very impressive this year, 175 yards against per game. Um, so, you know, Geno's got to take that into consideration. You know, if he finds a hole, great, but don't try to force it because they've been playing very well. Um, get that Get that ball on the ground, open up the passing game, do better than you did against the Lions. That game should not have been that close. Yeah, uh, I mean, look, Panthers turning around on a short week to take a long trip over to Seattle. That's going to be rough on the team. Panthers O-line is struggling right now to keep pressure off Bryce Young. He It looks like every other play he's on the ground. He also, I don't know if you all saw the video where he lined up behind, what was it, the guard? 
yeah. and not the center. And Miles Sanders had to like push him over. So I mean, that's embarrassing. A lot, of, a lot of things going on in his mind. I think. See, I'm taking Seahawks 27-17. I think the biggest advantage right now for Geno is his offensive weapons. Right now, you have Bryce Young going throwing to his number one wide receiver, wide receiver Adam Thielen, who's 33 years old. When you have Geno throwing into DK Lockett Smith, so I we mean, love DK. Yeah. So you said 27-17, correct? Yep, 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 yep. All right. This team is lost on. offensively. 149 yards a game. I know you, Chris, and you, Doc, had the Dolphins and Broncos as potentially the largest point uh, difference. But this game right here might be the worst point difference in the week. And I feel oh, bad for you. the 12-point favorite Dallas Cowboys Ooh. traveling to the Arizona Cardinals, Josh Dobbs, against this defense, Luke. Probably don't say much, but what you thinking? Uh, so this could be – I don't think it will happen, but it could be a potential upset for Dallas. Uh, Cardinals are playing hard, like so it, it's possible, but I doubt it. Uh, lock it so in. Would, lock it in. No, no. no I got it, put it on the receipt. Put it on the put receipt. It on the Ring, receipt them Ring them up, Mark. Uh, <laughs> no, potential upset. So I put Dallas in upset alert, but I still think they win the game. I think it's be a little closer than everybody thinks it is. I got Dallas by 10, uh, 27-20. I mean, uh, yeah, no, I'll go 7-point seven, seven win. So 27-20, uh, Dallas over Cardinals. Cardinals are going to come out and fight again, probably lose it in the second half. Uh, Dallas defense is going to eat in the second half. So sorry, I'm not going to say I, much. I Dallas defense is going to carry this game. I'm not going to say much. Cowboys 27-20. 27-20. Dallas. Yeah, I'm not going to say upset. much here. Not to say much here, boys. I have the Cowboys 34-17. This defense tears through this offense. Go Dallas. Yeah, I'll keep it short, too. I have uh, – I'm going to change it up a little bit here. I'm going to go Dallas 31-15. Yeah, I mean, Dak hasn't had to do much this year, you know, so that's what's really going to make it is if he – you know, coming out and having to play. Um, If the defense comes out playing like they have, this could be another defensive game that just holds it down for Dallas. But, uh, yeah, it – this is way too lopsided. I just want to get me close. All I have to say is Dallas has outscored their opponents 70 to 10. Cowboys won 31 10. Yep. That's, that's God. Yeah. This, that's literally all you have to say. It'd be great for my fantasy. And I, and I know what Doc was thinking whenever I said this could be the largest point game. He was thinking about, I was going to talk, say this game next, but the Chicago Bears traveling to Arrowhead to face the 12 and a half point favorite. Kansas City Chiefs, the Bears are 0-2. The Chiefs are 1-1. Do the Bears get off the schneid, Luke? Uh, no, Bear, Bears lose again, but I think it's closer than the uh, 12 points. I, I'm i going to have it at – I'm going to go 31-20 Kansas City. So just just under. But uh, Kansas City is going to be uh, – Patrick Mahomes is going to pick apart the Bears defense and – uh, the Kansas City's defense is going to be too overwhelming for uh, Fields in this game. He's going to get eaten up. I don't think they're going to be able to keep him inside the pocket. Not going to be able to use his best asset, which is his legs. So Kansas City's going to get the get the job done. They're at Kansas City. Very tough to beat them at Kansas City at uh, Old Burrowhead. It's like the Burrow likes to call it, but Burrowhead my ass. Yeah. So Kansas City. <laughs> Um, I, I'm a, I have a little more respect for the Bears just by one point. I have them losing by 10. 
I think this is a perfect game for Patrick Mahomes in this offense to find some rhythm. This is like playing against a college team at the moment. They're going to take advantage of it. I have the Kansas City Chiefs scoring 34 points this week. Big offensive game. I think the Bears do score 24, but give me the, the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes have over 350 yards. Travis Kelsey have over 120 yards. And I think they'll even have a running back in the 100 yards too. Give me the Kansas City Chiefs by 10. Let's get Kadarius Tony rolling. Let's go. Let's let's not do that. Um, <laughs> let's not do that. But no, I'm taking I'm taking Kansas City as well. I got them 31-21. Um, the Bears, and honestly, it might even be more out of hand than that. The Bears are dealing with a lot of injury problems right now. Nate Davis was dealing with the death in the family last week. He should be back this week. Um, Eddie Jackson's out. Kyler Gordon. I mean, we got a lot of holes on defense. Darnell Mooney's questionable this week. Um, there's so many so many iffy situations going on in Chicago right now. I mean, they've got the potential to hold their own, not win this game, I don't think, but hold their own against uh, against what I think is not a very strong Kansas City defense. But uh, Mahomes is going to slice and dice this defense because that's we, we just have no defense right now. Yeah, the experiment over in Chicago is over. Justin Fields is not a passing quarterback. He's a run-first quarterback. So I think I think the staff needs to – Realize that and just let him run again, like he did last year. He he looks he looks miserable in the pocket. He looks like either a he can't read a defense or b he doesn't have faith or trust in himself to throw a ball. So no, well, I don't we, know which we, one it is. He looks we, bad. You I know I know you're a fan, but you have to say he looks bad in the pocket. He does, but it doesn't help. We got two or three. You know, fifths of the of the offensive line out last week. Um, like I said, Nate Davis was out. Um, Darnell Wright has has been in and out. Um, it's it's just been an. Or I'm sorry, no, not Darnell Wright. Who was the other? We had another tackle that was out last week as well. Um, you know, when we're having to shift shift up the offensive line every couple of plays because somebody else is getting hurt. You know, I mean, the, the pressure, the the protection just isn't there for him. So, I mean, when you're playing on the run every single time and design plays that are not vertical up the field, I mean, that's just that's what's going to happen. You're going to get the check down. I think he looks a lot better than he has in the past as far as um, holding his own and, and being a quarterback first. Not that he is looking like that, but it definitely looks stronger than it has in the past. But um, they, they got to protect him, man. And until they find a way to protect him, it's hard to step up and be a pocket passer or, or be willing to take those hits. I mean, he got sacked, what, six times last week? Yeah. They got to do a better job protecting you. If you put the line around him, they did a they did a great job investing in the offensive line this year with a draft pick, signing Nate Davis. You know, um, if you if you get the protection around him, he will eventually settle into his own and become a passer. But that that's where our biggest struggle has been since, since drafting him. Yeah, I have the Chiefs winning 38-17. You're a son of a bitch. Same score as the Dolphins-Broncos game. And shout out to you, Riz, too. I will say I'll give you your flowers. You have been right so far. I've been wrong with a couple well, – pretty much the whole four of us. But moving on to Sunday Night Football, an old-school rivalry, you know, back in the 70s, and a team that usually beats the Pittsburgh Steelers, it seems like recently, the Las Vegas Raiders, two-and-a-half-point favorites at home in Allegiant Stadium – Hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers, also one and one. Yeah, I got this is a coin toss for me. This game go either way, but two weeks in a row in prime time for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they figure it out this week. I think they get the win. Hate to say it, but I'd like love to see them lose. But I think they win this week. Kenny Pickett's going to figure it out, and their uh, their offense coordinators fight for his job here. They're saying fire him in the stands last week. So I'm going to go Pittsburgh twenty four twenty one. 
Yeah, I'm. I have the Pittsburgh Steelers winning by four as well, Luke. I have twenty-seven, twenty-three. I think the offense will find a little rhythm going here. I think the Broncos defense isn't as good as we thought they were after Week One playing against the Broncos, but that's also the Buffalo Bills too. So maybe it's just the middle team of the Broncos and uh, Bills. It's the it's definitely the Steelers, but Steelers defense is phenomenal. We saw what they did. I was wrong on my overreaction. T.J. Watt should probably be the MVP, not Micah Parsons, but Micah Parsons should be number two. So I'm going to go T.J. Watt and the Pittsburgh Steelers, 24-20. I'm sorry, 27-23. Yeah, no, I think Pittsburgh got lucky last week. I think that they edged one out late. I think it was just sloppy enough from Cleveland. They kind of gave that game away. Pittsburgh didn't win that game. Uh, Cleveland lost it. Um I'm taking Las Vegas in a, in a very low-scoring game in this one, 19-15. I'll take him at home. Um, Pittsburgh is is not everything that I think they were cracked up to be. This is a Thursday night game, let's be real. This is a this is what should be shown on Amazon in, in true fashion. Um, this is just going to be a uneventful offensive game, very boring to watch. The only thing that I have going is, um, let's see, we have – Deontay Johnson is out for Pittsburgh, but I think that uh, I think that Devontae Adams and uh, hopefully Jacoby Myers is back. Uh, need a good game from him, um, and I think that they're going to help get Garoppolo off the ground and, and carry this offense. And I think Jacobs needs to figure out what the hell he's doing out there because that man is off to the slowest start in the NFL right now at 28 carries for 46 yards. I mean, dude, what are less than two yards a carry? We got to figure that out. Yeah, uh, all these running backs are fighting for money. Guys, yeah, I can't figure out why they're not getting it. Can't figure out why they're not getting it. Can't do shit. All, all, the, all the ones that are fighting for money are either hurt or the production's not there. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Like Luke said, I don't know how the fuck Matt Canada has a job right now. I mean, the offensive play call has been atrocious for this um, the Steelers. Kenny Pickett hasn't been looking very good. I don't think he's been good. I don't think he ever was good. I think Pittsburgh picked him because the draft class was shit that year and he was a hometown boy. So I don't think I, – I don't know. I don't trust him. Najee Harris doesn't look like he's Najee Harris either. I mean, um, yesterday he looked like the fat Eddie Lacy pretty much. <laughs> I think I think I could step out and outrun him right now. Like that's how slow he looked on the field. I he did. I mean, y'all could disagree or agree with me, but like, no, you that was fucking spot on. Yeah, but like the play where he like run ran to the left, like the same play that Ford pretty much broke his seventy yard runoff, and uh, um, he pretty much had the same run, but he looked like he was running like a fucking turtle out there. Like he might be the slowest running back ever. Yeah, he looks horrible. Yeah, so, he's definitely been looking disappointing, and that just, that's going to fuel the, this game just being an offensive disappointment. It, the worst part is going to make the defenses look so good, but in reality, it, the, the offense are just so shitty. I mean, the defense just got to take the field, and you'll shut them down. Yeah, but, I mean, after shitting on Pittsburgh, I do have them winning 27-20. <laughs> Paige has Las Vegas winning, too, by the way. All right, moving on to our first of our two Monday night games, the five-point favorite 2-0 Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Tampa Bay to face the 2-0 Baker Mayfield Buccaneers. Luke, are you riding with Baker or are you riding with Jalen Hurts? Yeah, I mean, this this is my upset of the week right here. So I'm going Tampa Bay in the upset, in the Bay, at old Ray J. Uh, Philadelphia, I, I don't think they've been as impressive as everybody thinks they are. They played a very close game against uh, New England. 
and their game last week, like, yeah, it was against Kirk Cousins in prime time. So I wouldn't put too much on that. Their defense isn't super impressive. And they're, I think Tampa's off defense is a lot. We'll be able to keep uh, Hurts in check a little bit more than he's had to experience so far going on this season. So I'm going to go Tampa Bay at home on in prime time. Baker Daddy Mayfield gets win number three on his way to nine plus wins this season. I'm going to go 28-24 Tampa Bay. I like your assessment, Luke, but I'm I'm opposite the assessment. I think that Baker's going to feel pressure he has not felt all year against this phenomenal Eagles defense and the front seven they have. I know they lost Maddox in the secondary for the year, but I think it's going to be lower scoring than that. I think it's going to be 24-17 Philly. I trust Jalen Hurts just more than I trust Baker Mayfield. Plus, I think the Eagles defense is better than the Bucks defense. I think it's going to be close, though, and I would not be surprised if Baker and the boys pulled out, but I'm going with the NFC reigning champions by seven in the Bay. Yeah, I'm with uh, I'm with the Eagles as well, 30 to 24, I think. Uh, offensively, I mean, just, just all the way around, the, the Eagles are a better team. I mean, defensively, they have not looked at uh, on the past defense so far this year, but their defense is phenomenal. Um, they've been shutting down the run to 52 yards a game. Um, Baker Mayfield has looked very good this year. The defense looked very good, but I think that uh, Eagles have no problem getting through that. Um, I just I want to see Jalen Hurts. Like I don't understand, and this is where I think that Jalen Hurts is overrated as a quarterback um, because like with the weapons that you have and to continuously rely on your running. I mean, you had thirty seven hundred passing yards last year, twenty two touchdowns. I mean, this is a guy that should easily be hitting forty five hundred passing yards a year. 30 touchdowns. I mean, this this shouldn't be as low a number as passing the ball as it has been. The completion percentage has been going up every single year, but um, I want to see him start to pass the ball more and, and rely on those receivers and Dallas Goddard and, and really be that explosive. I mean, they're already explosive offensively, but that explosive passing team that they can be. Yeah, I mean, I, the Eagles are struggling this year. I mean, I know they're 2-0. But it, it's showing that they did play replace both their um, coordinators. I mean, the offense is looking like they need to still work out some kinks. Jalen Hurts isn't looking like he's Jalen Hurts with the pass game, not getting A.J. Brown involved. But they're getting Devontae Smith involved, which is huge. Um, the defense, I mean, I don't think the secondary is as good as everyone's hyping them up to be. I think they have a lot of holes there. But like you said, Mark, the front seven, I think that's – the deadliest front seven, like behind um, Washington. I mean, they have grown ass fucking men out there playing well, against little kids. Okay, so every team is grown men, but yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that, but but like they're they're playing insane. Um, and every game they played so far, I mean, the other team has had a chance to win against the Vikings and the Bears. No, no, not the Vikings and the Bears. That's Tampa's. Um, the, the Patriots Eagles. and the Vikings. Yeah, Patriots. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, both of them had a shot to beat the Eagles. I think Tampa's going to get their first real test. I think we'll see that the O-line is going to struggle. I think Baker's going to get pressure, like you said. I think it's going to be close. I'm taking Tampa on the spread, but I think Eagles win 24-20. No, you're absolutely right, though. You nailed it with that front seven. I mean, they are absolutely just racing down the street. And I know we're going to do some fantasy starts and sits tomorrow, but I'll give you a quick early one if you're listening out there. A.J. Brown's going to do better than Devontae Smith because A.J. Brown got in Jalen Hurts' face on the sideline last week, probably woke him up a little bit, saw, damn, A.J. Brown's a big motherfucker, and he's not playing around. I expect A.J. Brown to have a pretty big game 
compared to Monte Smith. Did you see the coach try to lie on the fucking press conference that he didn't know what the fight was about? And then oh. the reporter called him out and was like, but you, you, you're the one that went and broke it up. We know. Yeah. We all know what the fight was about. I'm damn sure he better know what it's about. Uh, moving on to our last game, the 0-2 Cincinnati Bengals hosting the Los Angeles Rams, who sit at one and one. The loss. I'm sorry. The Cincinnati Bengals are two and a half point favorites at home. Also, also another toss-up game for me. Uh, this, it, I don't know the extent of Joe Burrow's injury. I don't know if he's going to be week one, two Joe Burrow, or he's going to be uh, week three Joe Burrow. So, I think it's up in the air. If Joe Burrow, I think this game ultimately relies rides on how Joe Burrow plays. If he plays good, Bengals win. If he plays bad, Rams win. Uh, Rams offense is looking pretty good so far. Got a couple no names guys, you know, fucking putting up some big numbers with the Rams. So I think I think Joe Burrow's injury is a little bit worse than what they're trying to report it. It just is a little calf strain. I think it's a little worse than that. You can see him, especially at the second half near the fourth quarter, Joe Burrow limping pretty hard. So I'm going to go Rams and a close one, upsetting Cincinnati. Uh, 20, 24-21. Yeah, and this is also a rematch of the Super Bowl, the 2021 season, where the Rams won – their second Super Bowl against Joe Burrow and Cincinnati Bengals. A little different team with the Rams, not the same squad they once had. But, yeah, Luke, I'm going with the upset of the week, too. This is my upset. I had the Los Angeles Rams and Matthew Stafford coming into the jungle and, you know, taking this game. I think Stafford's look good. Yeah, I know they kind of had a second-half disappointment last week against the 49ers, but this Bengals team's not the 49ers. I have the the Rams winning 30-27. to Expect a big game for Matthew Stafford. Kyron Williams and Puka Nakua. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and take the uh, disappointment by picking wrong on this team for the third time this season in three weeks, uh, <laughs> and I'm gonna take the Cincinnati Bengals 23 to 20. Um, I kind of, I, I, every bit of me wants to go with the Rams, but I think that the Bengals are just gonna come out so hungry. I think uh, Luke nailed it with the, you know, which Joe Burrow's coming out here as far as health. Um, but if a healthy Joe Burrow comes out, uh, this is the week I think that they go off and they, they kind of get back into form. And, I mean, they're hungry. They're pissed. Uh, I see Jamar Chase over 100 yards. Uh, I see Joe Mixon getting involved again. Um, but, uh, no, the defense for the Rams looked phenomenal. Matthew Stafford has looked like Matthew Stafford of old, um, just not putting up the points. Um, only one touchdown for him this year. Uh, so seeing, you know, extend the plays and seeing him getting the ball into the end zone would be would be nice for him. But, uh, yeah, ready for disappointment. Yeah, Since he's 23-20. Keep Jamar Chase out of your parlays. Keep him out. Yeah, he's fucked me two weeks in a row. But I also, <laughs> uh, he's also fucking me on fantasy. So real excited for that. Thanks, Jamar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the big question is, is Joe Burrow going to play? I mean, I think like Luke – hinted to I think it's a lot more than a high ankle sprain I mean he doesn't look comfortable out there every time he goes to the sideline he's rubbing his leg I don't think a couple days rest is going to heal it if three weeks of not practicing during the preseason didn't heal it so if they force him out there he's not going to be healthy if they sit him then you have the backup that's never played a single NFL game Matthew Stafford's out there that old man's fucking clicking with these young guys I mean, they're Calf looking issue. great out there. I What? Calf issue. Yeah, but didn't they come out and say it was a high ankle sprain when he injured it in preseason? Yeah. Uh, he had that Theragun on his calf. 
Yeah. Calf, I thought, the whole time. yeah. Uh, no, it was, it was, yeah, he re-aggravated the calf injury from before the season. Gotcha. I thought they said it was a whatever. Um, but I, I have, yeah, I have the rent. They're, ta- they're attached yeah. to each other. They're they're right next to each other. Yeah, they're, they're neighbors. Yeah, I have the I have the Rams winning the twenty seven twenty one. Let's go. Damn, Chris has Burrow. Joe Burrow going zero and three. Doc's the only guy on the Bengals here. I'm just gonna but, go fuck myself. I'm boys, picking. I'm picking with Joe not playing. So, boys, they'd big be smart Brown. not to play. Oh, Brown ain't got some action week one. Don't don't sleep on him. We had, he hasn't we started. A lot of, though. It took a little longer than we thought. I, I just the only thing I wanted to hammer real quick. It doesn't be long. Is I thought looking back at it again, the Fitzpatrick hit on Nick Chubb. I'm not saying he had intent to go after that leg and hurt him, but that was a dirty hit. The man's in the the man's wrapped up, and you go straight into the kneecap area. I get it. It's football. You know, let let the boys play. But I mean, these are your brothers out here, and you you know you're gonna go after some guy's leg and potentially ruin his career. That's that's sad if he was doing it on purpose because that looked very nasty. What do you have to say about that, Chris? I mean, why why me? I mean, I think I think just (laughs) just considering the fact that like is Bounty Gate. Shut the fuck up. Every team does Bounty Gate. We just got caught. But uh, I think I think considering the fact that this is the same leg that he also dislocated and tore all his ligaments in college, this definitely could be a career ender. I think it definitely was a dirty hit. I think Fitzpatrick got karma because he fucking had to go rush to the hospital. So, I mean, at least his career's not ended, and he'll probably be back out on the field this season. Unfortunately, Nick Chubb will not be chubbing it out. Yeah. It's it's honestly it's extremely disappointing. I mean, Chubb has been so electric and so fun to watch since he came into the league. And I mean, if, if this is this is probably I, I've been a huge Nick Chubb fan going back to Georgia and when he started in the league. And this is like one of the most disappointing injuries that I've seen from from the NFL in quite a long time. Almost going back to like the promise Johnny Knox had on the Bears when he got folded like a fucking lawn chair. Um, shout out to him; he's walking again. Uh, God bless him. But uh, yeah, you hate to see it. I mean, as far as as far as it being a dirty hit, I mean, dude, there, there's dirty hits left and right. You know what I mean? Um, you constantly see people. One, yeah. yeah, you we'll constantly see people out of So yeah, you constantly see people going at the legs. Uh, I'm not even talking late hits, but I mean, just going for the legs, trying to take them out at the knees. I mean, that's just it's part of the game. It sucks, but it is what it is. Yeah, I, I don't think, like, yeah, it was probably a dirty hit, but I don't think it was, like, that intentional. Like, I don't think he meant to hurt him. Nick Chubb, you got to think, Nick Chubb is a hard dude to tackle. So, him being wrapped up doesn't mean he's really going to yep. go down. So, I mean, that could be him just trying to clear him up, make sure he does go down. So, I don't, I don't think the, the intent was there to be dirty. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I'm not saying, I'm sorry, I don't think it was intent. I, I thought at first maybe he was going, because you're supposed to go lower. And, you know, Nick Chubb yeah. was probably, he thought was going to well, go lower than him. It's kind of, he got wrapped up. Yeah. I mean, he, He's in like in the pile with all that, so it's hard to see. He's trying to hit whatever he can, try not to fucking him in the head. And Nick Chubb's like he's not like he has a very low like he runs pretty low to the ground, so being wrapped up pretty low, so not a lot of area to hit. I have to look at the hit a couple more times to really like tell. But yeah, I'm done looking sucks. at that hit because the, the yeah, whole leg is like a fucking banana peel. I just yeah, I can't. I'm not I'm sucks good. to see one of the top running backs go down, but. I don't think Fitzpatrick's intentions were bad. I think it just, just the way it happened. I just want to say before we sign out. Fantasy owner too. 
Well, speaking of that, that's, yeah. I want to I want to say something to you, Nick Chubb. This is coming from the heart of a Atlanta Falcons fan. Um, thank you for 2018. You helped me win my only fantasy championship. And thank thank you. Your, my team name was Chubby Chodes, named after you. You were a rookie. Mm-hmm. I got you on a trade, a steal of a trade. Uh, gave up Julian Edelman for Nick Chubb before Nick Chubb broke out. And thank you, Nick Chubb. I love you. Always will. Sad day. I, Sad day for I, me. That was three-quarter Chubb when I had him years ago. Yeah. But, boys, big week in football. Shout out to all your teams. Hopefully you guys do good. Doc, hopefully you guys get on the win uh, train. Hopefully Chris, good luck. Close. Good luck at Lambeau. Hopefully we taught you a thing or two about the Packers. And Luke. Good luck with whoever's playing quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. But this is All About the Balls podcast. That's Chris Kamehart. That's Luke Rule. Nick the Docs, Derek Woods. I'm Mark Davis, and we are out. Thank you for checking out another episode of All About the Balls podcast. We want to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the Sack House. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at the Sack House.